0: Springer.
1: Hey, Brynn, have you seen Steel Magnolias?
0: Oh, my God, yes. I love that movie.
1: Jonesy, you seen it, right?
0: Uh-uh. Springer. Hey, Tony. Yes. Yeah. you seen Dracula, right? Oh,
1: I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, I mean, you've seen it. What do you think? Hey, Brynn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's? Oh, my God! Weekend of Bernie's saved my life. Jonesy, you have to have seen it.
2: Not.
1: It's and Elm Street, it's the best. That movie scared the s out of me when I was a kid. the s out of you. I have not
2: seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film Springer, Lena. I haven't
1: seen it. It's showtime! Hey, everybody. We are here for another episode of Film Springer. The podcast about all of your favorite films and your sheltered friend that's never seen them. I am Tony and I'm here with
0: Bryn. Bren,
1: yeah. We are okay. the unsheltered friends. We
2: were not sheltered. We
1: were corrupted at a young age. Yeah,
2: you were semi-sheltered, I Tony. I was going to say, Semi. Tony's a little
1: sheltered. Oh, I, I, I think my shelter. Yeah, but I was like the the minute I understood I was like, nah, this religion's not for me. Let's so just like, fake it till we make it.
2: I was yeah, gonna so say her like, tried, but there was no one around was... her helping her try.
1: No. Exactly. My parents
2: tried and they had everyone around them helping them try.
1: And <laughs> like, our sheltered Tony friend, was... the one talking yeah. Is, yeah. is Lena. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, the Tony's so that... out in a gazebo. I was out in the rain.
1: Yeah, pretty the much. Tony's I got was
0: a little overhead. A
1: little.
2: I was full on. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in an underground yeah. bunker.
1: Yeah, pretty and- <laughs> much. All right, Kimmy Schmidt. All right, Kimmy yeah, Schmidt. old lady.
2: I actually related quite a bit to that TV show. Uh- <laughs> I know. I got the text
1: messages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: And this episode, I would like to solely go by Jonesy. Jonesy. Why oh,
1: Jonesy, okay, Jonesy, Jonesy on this one?
2: All right. Just the fucking cat. Oh, that's
1: right. Jonesy oh the cat. Oh, my God. not even put the that together. The fucking cat who needs
2: okay. to be left behind. Although, then at <sighs> the end, I'm like, I understand. We should
1: probably let our <laughs> audience know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, this week, we did, everybody, yeah. the film that we got to see, or me and Brynn got to revisit and Jonesy watched it for the first time, is the 1979 sci-fi <sighs> classic, one of the best films ever made alien the very first alien movie that started the huge franchise of aliens so we got to revisit this movie we're gonna get all into the film but we're gonna show the trailer first and for our podcast listeners you can we'll skip ahead a little because the trailer is just pure music but it's so good (laughs) but we're gonna go ahead and watch that and get in the mood for alien is that it Is that it? Are we done? (laughs) No dialogue in that trailer. All music and visual.
2: And visual. It's such a visual movie. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, oh, I loved rewatching this film. I know. Great for a podcast. (laughs) But, um, this film came out in 1979, directed by Wrigley. Uh, did I say that right? Wrigley Scott? Wrigley Scott. Scott. And it was his, one of his, his second film, I believe, that he directed. Um, and
2: Which
1: one was his first? Was I've, it known at all? I want to say, uh, why do I keep going back to Dune or something related to Dune that I he need
0: did? It is, let me all look it up while you okay. guys
1: talk. So it starred, of course, Sigourney Weaver. And this was her big, like, le- first major picture where she was the lead. She had done a lot of theater before that. Um, so this was, like, her big introduction to movies and pretty much set off her career, this film. Um, and who else was in it? Tim Skurritsky? Sc- scur- scur- Was in it? Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright. From um, if you guys remember, she was in the birds. She played the little girl in the birds originally. And
0: she's in the Witches of Eastwick. Yes,
1: yes. Yes. Cherry pits. Witches of Eastwick. Cherry
0: pits. Yes. 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 Oh my god! I love the Witches of Eastwick.
1: John Hurt was in it. Ian Home. Ian Home during the whole film. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? You know what it is? He was the priest in the Fifth Element.
2: Yep, he's a priest in the physical. Yes, yes, yeah. Right? He's also the guy from yeah. um the the ring, but more importantly, the Hobbit.
1: Yes, he played the older um or Bilbo Baggins. Bo, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. But the film did I knew very if great. Tried to
2: remember, I would insult all of the L O T R fans, and then they would crucify. So me. So the
1: film did very, very well box office wise. It was a hit, and the it did pretty good with the critics, and it won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects, the year it came out. Um, the Saturn Award, it won the Saturn Award for Best Sci-Fi Fiction Film, Best Director, Best Actress for Veronica, uh, Veronica Cartwright. So it did very well, and it's gone on to be just um, one of the best films ever made. And it, we made it into the Film Institute, I want to say it was Library of Congress, as one of the, they inducted it in the Library yeah. of Congress as a historical film just like we did another one chinatown was the other one that was yeah yeah.
0: another one we've done on this podcast
1: another one we've done on this podcast i mean it the french there's so many aliens movies i mean where do you even begin
0: so many and this one i know right (laughs) (laughs) you might begin with this one i you know was thinking initially i was like we should Do Aliens first Mm -hmm. because that's like the the more famous one. But I'm so glad that we started with this one. Me too. It's so simple in its visuals, but so scary. It is. And like I just fucking love this movie.
1: Yeah. Aliens was a bigger box office hit. And it was John Um who is the director, the guy that did Titanic. John.
0: Um it's no, now you've messed me up. I know, I'm um, sorry. It's not John. Because you said John.
1: He was married to Linda Hamilton.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Who um, it? Why can't no, I think David his David name? Cameron. James, James Cameron. Cameron. Thank you. God James damn it. Cameron. I know everybody's right, <laughs> <probably> yelling, <laughs> James, James Cameron. James, Cameron. I mean, why did I say John? Everyone not even messed home, me like, up. You idiot. You fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have a reason.
2: I'm already the <laughs> idiot on the show. <laughs> no one expects me to know anything. <laughs> but yes, we we
1: started with Alien, and I really, really enjoy this movie. I okay, so there is a documentary that came out called, um, I believe it's called the Naming the Beast or something like that. I'll have to look it up really quick. But I had watched it um, when I was doing this week doing research, and it is really good it goes into how the film was made how it was written how they did all the special effects mind you it was 1979
0: this is h.r geiger who is like legend in his um art and
1: oh are you you see i was like where
0: did she go (laughs) Um, in his art and like his visuals and like alien is like really his masterpiece but H.R. Geiger is in like the special effects world and like yeah. the dark art world, just like this it, genius mastermind. Mm-hmm. So there are documentaries about him and stuff too. But it's just very cool.
1: Yeah, and he's well, his artwork too. Like how he came involved with the film is the two. I want to say the two the producers or the writer. I gotta look. I think it's the the writer went to um, Paris to see one of his shows, and he saw it and he was taken by it and a lot of you know that opening scene where the big aliens in that chair and the corridor. Yes. all of that is like his artwork like he designed all of yeah. that it's so cool it's and then an actual and, art yeah and then the mm-hmm. scene that scene you know how they have the blue laser over the eggs at that there when they yes so the lasers the they use the mist was for the from the band who they use it in their concert the same Ooh. and so they borrowed it for the movie because they were on a budget so i thought Dang. that was a, like a nice little tidbit
0: i feel like it. you know how they always say um like minimalism is the like necessitates mm-hmm. um like art and like people you know so it's like when you put people on a budget they start thinking outside the box yeah. and, like doing a lot of things and i think that's what this was because they were on a budget but like in a way them making it so simple It made it so much better. And I one time had a a a cinema teacher in school in my cinema history of cinema class that was like, you never show the alien because you know that sort of ruins it if you do it too much. But like this, we had the perfect mixture of them like scaring us and showing the alien, and then keeping it in the shadows to build the suspense. So we didn't get it. Never seemed cheesy or over the top.
1: And it was the parts and Ridley Scott never. shot the alien from head on it was always yep. at an angle always disruptive kind of a view because he didn't want the audience to see the humanoid side of the alien at all yeah. so that's why you only see certain shots and he's never shot head on and you never see him like full body through the, Are you raising through the your movie. Hand, Lena? yes jonesy <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: Trying really hard not to talk over <laughs> you guys, um, but do we know when this happened in the timeline of Jaws? Which one came first?
1: Um, I want to say Jaws was first. I want to say. Jaws I remember was first. right? Okay,
2: yeah. yeah. So that was my question of like the whole less is more. Had it been established, especially as far as like you know a dangerous creature. Obviously, it's you know space, water, real life creature yeah something creative well, whatever they, but it's still that same idea of like let me show you a little bit because that's way scarier than yeah yeah well in jaws the they thing.
0: wanted to show more of the shark but it wouldn't work
1: it, yeah there where were this was per- difficulties. this was purposely this was yeah it was yeah. <laughs> it was a choice the Well, the choice, okay yeah. So the film was written or was the screen based on the story of um, Dan O'Bannon. And then mm-hmm. the two producers, Gordon Carroll and David Giller, took over kind of the script and Walter, Walter Hill and their production company kind of added stuff to, this, to the original script and pumped it up like Making Ash and, and Robot all came from the producers. Yeah, because they needed something else in the story um which i found really interesting that there was a bunch of different collaborators when it came to writing the screenplay and most of what we see on screen when i was watching this documentary it was 85 to 90 percent of it is from the original script that they ended up keeping which i was like that is so i love when that they do makes that makes
2: sense because even with like usually you hear the more collaborative collaborators the messier it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can tell like each section is someone else trying to be like, this was my great idea. And it's like, no, just tell one story. Um, this very much felt like one story, so it's a little surprising to me that there were a few different influences.
1: But yeah, and they all got a little snippet of their ideas into mm-hmm. the film, as far as with the writing and how the script ended up being. But the one thing I got to say that rewatching this film that I I just loved so much one the title the the title sequence yes. with just parts of the word alien and how the just blocks. Foreboding that whole yes. opening feels with the music. <coughs> Excuse me, and two, the set design. All of yes, these the set interior sets were built like yes. they feel very lived in, very worn. For like being 1979, and in a in a, it, you would usually expect them to be pristine and all. No, it really felt like they were like truck drivers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And just how the whole ship itself was its own character, you know what I mean?
0: It really, yeah, because it's like the whole like space odyssey, but it really did feel like this was where they lived, and this is where it, it it didn't feel like an artificial set. Yeah, which is hard to do when it's like. Obvious that it is an artificial set because it's not outside.
1: Yeah. It's not
0: like you don't have different locations; you just have different spaces within the ship. But it's so cool the way that they did that. And mm-hmm. I watched it with a date, Ooh. and the whole time, and he's like, not even a movie person, but the whole time he was like, "This set is crazy." He's like, "How yes. do you think they did that? How do you think they did this?" And I was like, "I know that I don't know." <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It looks oh, Brent,
1: for people who may not have seen Alien, what is the original?
0: Oh, holy! Yeah, let's go through the yeah, let's go through the plot.
1: We totally breezed over that. We got my all excited. Jo-
0: it's my so only exciting. job, my <laughs> only job on the podcast.
1: <laughs> let's do so, it.
0: So we're in a ship. We wake up. Um, it's a cargo ship that um, they're supposed to be on their way home. Um, they're all in hypersleep. They wake up. We realize or the crew themselves realizes that they haven't woken up because they're home, which they should have. They've woken up halfway to home because ostensibly an SOS signal has reached out to them, which says that there might be life somewhere. So it might be someone calling out to them. So company protocol says that they have to go and check it out. So they go down something to this planet while they're on the planet, something happens to the ship that they need to try and repair while they're taking a look around, trying to figure out where the signal may have came from. Um, something attacks one of the crew members. And so they bring him back above the ship, which Sigourney Weaver said not to, and you should have listened to her. Mm-hmm. So they bring him back on the ship.
2: Well, we find out later why yes. they did no, yes it wasn't just um no
0: but it was mostly the captain we'll get into it later
1: yeah so
0: um so they bring it back on the ship turns out it's this crazy alien that escapes it's running loose on the ship they're trying to figure out how to stop it um the alien is shedding its skin and growing and then it's just this like harrowing tale of these like basically like spaceship truck drivers who were just supposed to pick up some stuff and bring it home as they try to survive in this spaceship with this crazy alien creature that they have no idea what it is and and what it's capable of and you know like the acid blood is a staple if you've never seen it if you've never seen this movie you should see it and i there are lots of twists and turns and we might spoil it a little bit but if I won't spoil it for you now in the synopsis. If you haven't seen it, this is the first time I've done this. Stop the podcast.
1: <laughs> go watch it.
0: <laughs> go watch it, and then come back and listen to it because it's yeah. so good. You
2: it's- haven't seen this. Why are you listening to this podcast? See if they through. should
1: I'm- see it. We're no, here to let them to go now through Go through see, see it. This
2: journey with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I want
0: I listen to podcasts before I haven't seen the movie. All the yeah, time. Yeah, I've
1: done that, too. <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. All the time. So, All the time. The ca- so the cast of characters is Captain Dallas, and then you have Executive o- Officer Kane, and then Warrant Officer Ripley, who is Sigourney Weaver, and then you have the Navigator Lambert, who is played by Veronica Cartwright. Um, Science Officer Ash, who is Ian Holmes. Ian Holmes, I believe is the actor's name. Philip and then Baggins. Parker and Brett are the two engineers. Um, mm-hmm. So I believe it is... Brett character is the one that gets the face sucker on him.
2: it's Kane
1: Kane sorry yes it's Kane
2: yeah so do you guys know the um storyteller series
1: yeah the Jim Henson Henson. storytellers okay
2: good this was another thing that I was Jonesy was actually allowed to grow up on so that's what I know him from He's the storyteller.
1: Yeah, the oh, storyteller yeah, guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How
2: so did the you whole feel about time that? I was like, How did
0: you Don't, hurt? "Don't hurt the storyteller." This must have really hit like a childhood part of you. Yeah, just John Hurt. <laughs> John
1: Hurt played. John hurt. Yeah, played Kane, and he was a storyteller in Jim Henson's the, the yes. Storyteller yes. series. Yes, I wrote, <laughs> I watched those religiously because I was obsessed. They were so good. Yes,
2: and wasn't it one of the things that your mom actually allowed you to watch? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So the what the other thing with this film I just really besides the amazing sets they built for this and making them really lived in is that the first half of the film there is no real protagonist. We nope. Ripley doesn't really come into her own till the mid middle of the movie. So for the first half of the movie, you really feel like they're just one unit. This crew they work together, yep. all of this stuff, and then you know throw an alien in there and then everything goes crazy. But, like, we were saying, er, like, a couple minutes ago, how Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley, if they would have just listened to to her. her.
0: Because I know, so, first of all, Sigourney Weaver is a fucking revelation in this movie. Yes. Second of all, like, they really did not, I mean, there is the scene in the end where you see her butt crack, but they did not sexualize her. She's not wearing makeup. She is her hair. She's tall. She's beautiful. She's acting. She's sweating. She's crying. She's screaming like they did not in the in the way that is rare even today yeah there would not they wouldn't make alien today without a topless scene or some cleavage
1: or some or very
0: loose, some cleave yeah. or some boning
1: well what so, was originally there had been a sex scene between dallas and ripley mm-hmm. that was yes. in the air that was originally written and i believe Ridley Scott fought with the producers to take it out because he didn't feel it added anything to the story.
2: Good for he him. Just Good for him. Sexualize
1: it. Yeah, because they, it. Wanted show, they wanted to show. They wanted to show the reason why they put the scene in there originally was to show the casualness between um, the the people on the ship and how they, I guess, dealt with time. And what they did in there, and it's like, why do you need that in there? You don't need it.
2: No, but they showed that anyway with the cafeteria scene. Yes. Which a lot of that was ad lib conversations and smoking. I love it. Yeah. You know, like exchanging stuff for cigarettes. Like they already showed that they didn't need to have their lead female bone a guy
1: to do that.
0: She didn't need to be sexualized. And I just love like the way that they did her. She was very natural. And like, just like you would be if you were living in space. Yeah. I love she's so by the book. Her captain's like, that's an order. And she's like, I hear you, but I'm not
1: doing it. No. She's She's like, not putting on a push-up bra
0: or mascara. So take that.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And and I love too how she was just also like, you know, I'm not going to do that. Like you, it's established that I'm someone who's by the rules and anal. So yes. why are we even discussing this? Like, yeah. she has that conversation with the science officer before we find out he's a robot, robot,
1: robot. Yeah, we all get into um- <laughs> that part. Yeah. But that. But I. the character... Um, God, I'm like my voice. Um, so the character of Parker, the actor who played him, y- Yafit Kudo, Kudo, the director, Ridley Scott, told him, I want you, even when we're not on camera... To just annoy the hell out of Sigourney Weaver... (laughs) <laughs> so that it reads on film, and he in, in, in an interview after the film had come out on I mean, something, it was one of the things he regretted because he really, really likes the Courtney Weaver, right. but through the whole process oh. of the movie, he purposely got under his skin. So that was the relationship they had on camera. You
0: can, it did read like right? Like <laughs> she's trying to talk to them, and they keep like putting the pipe. Like,
1: oh, I love that! Up the pipe yeah, and she's and trying she's to like, talk to
2: them. It's funny. It like is. It's a Have scary sci-fi had- movie,
1: but yeah. it's funny. And the-
2: theater geeks. Have you ever had a director give you a direct, like a, a, a directive apart from everyone else that was meant to annoy in that way?
1: Um, I, I was told remember. to make
2: out with a guy once.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: And
0: not let was- him know? It was not to annoy him. No. It was like, you two should like make out. Make like, out time? Did you
1: want to watch or something? Oh. What the fuck? Just That's creepy. and I was like,
0: this is weird.
1: This I would be like, huh. this is weird. And it, oh, if you ever get to see the director's cut, they have to del- they have deleted scenes. There is a scene between Veronica Cartwright and Sigourney Weaver when they when the character Veronica character Lambert. Comes in from the outside, and she slaps Sigourney Weaver. Yes, Weaver's I've seen that one. She's, Yes, she's like, Thank so
0: you for not letting, yeah.
1: In the documentary, they talked about that how um, Cartwright kept holding back, holding back with Sigourney Weaver, and then uh, the director Ridley Scott pulled her aside and said, "Don't hold back, go for it." And he didn't tell Sigourney Weaver, so she did, and Sigourney Weaver got so shocked that she started crying during yeah. the take, and no, then she got mad. Actor. And then she got mad at herself because in an interview, she said Ripley would never cry. So she got mad that she would, like, let it affect her. You can't do
0: that. If actors are human beings. You can't just be like, slap the shit out of I know. Go slap. Well,
1: the other part, too. You know the scene, the very, very famous scene where the alien pops out of the stomach and all of that. So – They used real animal guts and real blood for that scene. They did not tell the cast. And the guy that played um, Parker, again, he ended up leaving set that night. He was so traumatized that the rest of the night he locked himself in his room away from his wife. Because you're uh, so traumatized from feeling that scene. Can't treat people like this. I know, man. but you get the performances out of them. Come
2: true. on. The I only was say I've had that director who's yeah. like telling people secrets behind yeah. and like do this when they're not looking and like yeah. you yeah. get people mad at you, but that's just yeah.
1: required performance. It does. Look at this film. The, the other only thing, thing I really that I can ent- think of. Joy about it is there's no the the director and production company, and the producers decided there is not going to be a specific time and space that this that it all takes place. So it could be a you know any time pretty much. But I love I love just how everything is very foreboding and you just feel yes. as an audience member, you are on the ship with these people.
0: You do. You feel like right? you're another part of the crew. Like you you really do.
1: Well, like
2: you said from the very beginning, the intro of the letters,
1: the slowness of them
2: turning from blocks into bigger blocks, into something that resembles a letter until finally the letter, like it sets that pace of you're gonna get revealed things and you know, this huge block mentality, but also slow. You're gonna have to wait,
1: (laughs) and I love that they don't give away the the alien. Like even when you don't see them, it's just like still. I jumped at all this this, the jump scares. I really did. Yeah, my
0: my date was like. This is a scary movie. And he like kept jumping and, like spilled water. Like, so I was like, what? He's like, I didn't know. I thought this was sci-fi. Do you know like, what really babe. scared me
1: is when at the very end, I've totally forgot that the alien hides on the yes. shuttle. And when you finally see it, I totally freaked out.
2: I, I, How did you forget yeah. that? It, I have mind you,
1: it, it has it been. In, I predicted it. No, I, no, mind you, I haven't watched this in a really long time. So there was parts of the movies I was like, I don't remember this part but like and i went into it just completely not trying to read the yep. end just really being in every scene and oh i just except i love the i love that last speech that the character ripley gives when, when she's, she's on the ship to the comm. yes yeah it's so good last survivor uh, it sets yeah. it up so perfectly for the second one it does it really except does except
0: for when the scene so i laughed at yeah. the scene when um, the little alien came out of Kane,
1: Uh-huh.
0: And my dad was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, because I can only think of space, space balls. balls. Space
1: balls.
0: I was tipping his little alien hat and goes down. And then they're like, what did that guy have? The chili.
1: Wait, oh, the, did, chili. Yeah, the chili. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, you know, um, alien and when Harry met Sally. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. won't have what he's having.
1: Did you also know that that scene where the alien's hidden they built the set around the actor in that scene. Yes. So that to sense. get him out of that scene, the co- the the alien costume ripped multiple times and the tail came off and like everything. I was like... That is commitment. You're building a, a, a set <laughs> yeah. around them. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> wow.
2: I miss that kind of creativity, though, yes. in yeah. films. I feel like everyone has kind of like gotten lazy.
0: We'll with just do it in post CGI. CGI. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like when puppeteers and yeah. you know, like animatronics and all this stuff had yeah. really come together and be like, "How are we going to do this? How physically? Are we gonna this how are believable? we going to do this? Physically. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and like." You know, you get an actor like who then went on to Jim Henson's storyteller who's like, work with puppets, work with a fake
1: puppet coming yeah. out of your But that body. is the refreshing thing about this film is the lack of CGI and how everything is very yes. tangible yes. in it, right? Even down to the big surprise in the film that I – I remembered this part of the film, but – I remembered back when I watched it for the first time, I had no clue that Ash was a robot until that one scene.
0: Neither did my date. At the end, right? tell me what's going on. He's like, is he a bad guy? Is he an alien? What's happening? And I was like, I don't want to tell you. And then he's
1: like. Oh, he's a, he robot a
0: robot. That
1: the company sent <laughs> to make really, sure they get the it. alien.
0: It was like watching it with Jonesy, but like wh- he's so naive. Yeah. Like Jonesy guessed it, I'm sure. But like, no, was like,
2: no. you didn't it
1: was like i was like this is
2: beautiful yeah So i was watching this one my hubs actually wanted to watch with me too so like he was watching it with me and he had that same experience where i had actually i thought i knew all about this movie because i i've studied film i've studied puppetry a lot i've studied Mm -hmm. you know the kind of behind the scenes Animatronics, that kind of stuff that I just talked about. Like, I love that stuff. So, I've seen a lot of documentaries that reference this film that aren't necessarily about this film, but then it spoiled the film. Yeah. None of them talked about the
1: robot. <laughs> the robot. So- <laughs>
2: All talked about yes. the alien and especially the alien stomach cafeteria scene, yeah. So, yeah, yes. it was a total shock. It was. I was flipping out. My husband was like, This is great.
1: The thing <laughs> so that cool. in that scene, too, when you watch the documentary based for this first film, the way they did the severed head. All you know the that was all milk. The white stuff was milk. They literally, and it was clear marbles and macaroni and like they really like did budget on the thing. But before we go, before we do name drop and all that, I wanted to ask Bryn, when was the first time (laughs) we totally skipped over this part? We usually are done with this part. But when was the first time you watched this film, and do you remember how old you were? How was it when you first first watched it?
0: I was in kindergarten when I first watched. That's too young. That's too young. <laughs> I feel like my parents were like, there's no sex in it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um so I like this movie scared the shit out of me. But also, like I have a deep abiding love for horror and and you know, sci fi less sci-fi. so, but me? definitely I'm more
1: sci fi. Th- Um, But
0: this was like, I just remember being scared shitless, but like also just being like so drawn into it and loving that, you know, Sigourney Weaver was like the badass woman that survived and like no matter what got thrown at her. And I also love that she saved the cat. As a child, I remember thinking, yeah, you're good. You're saving that cat. (laughs) And it's a literal, if you ever read books about like screenwriting and not that I knew this when I was five. Yeah. But there's something and they normally do it earlier on, but it's literally called Save the Cat. To establish that your protagonist is good. A good person. You you have them do something that's like akin to saving a cat in a tree. And in this movie, she literally saves the cat. And my five-year-old brain knew just like instantaneously like, oh, she's a good guy. She cares about this cat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I You're even like, watching it now straight the straight. whole time I was like, leave the fucking cat. Leave that the cat. fucking cat. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> why is she carrying me. leave the fucking cat? Come on, Ripley. You're better than <laughs> that. Leave the cat. <laughs>
2: I understand in writing you need those moments, but yeah. like you said, in real you're life, no, on to establish <laughs> you're like, they are good. Up. When yeah. it comes to you and an alien and blowing up your whole ship, leave fuck the fucking cat. cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how is it rewatching it now, Bryn? Did it bring back I've, memories? I've, I rewatch
0: it? it. I rewatch it all the time. Yeah. But it brings back, like, happy memories
2: for me. Yeah. So you have um, like, to say, like as young. someone who lived with Bryn, um, especially lived with Brynn when she had a baby that was a baby, her baby's yes. favorite toy at the time was the a face-gripping face-hugger. alien.
1: I'm not surprised. Yeah. We had not a surprised. That's so so good. just so you hugger. guys know
2: nice. who Brent is,
1: <laughs> slightly psychotic, but that's fine. Keep <laughs> keep a little morbid. Going.
0: Sorry <laughs> to interrupt, Brent. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We had a stuffed face hugger that she loved.
2: Wow. Um, she loved I, I, it.
1: I love that I just, you're walking through this, story and you're like, "Yep, that's 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 the <laughs> plushie I'm gonna get for my kid." <laughs> I think the, when did I first, I I have spe- a specific memory of watching this film because I was probably around 12, 13, and I had gone to my friend Isaiah's house. We were both Jehovah Witnesses, but he was like the bad Jehovah Witness at the time. So we got away with everything at his house. And I remember we went after school, I think it was me and my brother and Isaiah, like our little crew that we had. And it was like on... Cable TV or some like HBO or something because he had it, and we were flipping. We're like, "What would we?" And we were no parents were around. It was after school. This is you know latchkey kids. You come home and you do your thing until your parents get off yeah. of work or whatever. That's really? how it was in the in the a late late eighties early nineties. 90s. 90s. Yeah. We talked about last week, so I remember yes, it seriously. was on. Like we saw Alien. We we're like, should we watch Alien?" We heard it was like totally scary. I remember watching it and being obsessed. Like, the one, the visuals. The visuals as, like, an art kid growing up, I thought was stunning. Two, I remember being scared, but not scared in the sense of terrified. Because I'm like, this can never be real. This alien doesn't exist. Whatever. You know what I mean? In my head, it's in my little kid kind of, head, I was a like... a
0: different kind of terror. Yes, yeah. Exactly. It
1: wasn't like yeah. a Freddy Cougar thing where it's like, I could fall asleep and he could kill me in my sleep. No, this yeah. was like, it's not, it, it can never happen in my world. But I You're just... Like,
2: I'll never put myself into space. It's exactly. Fine. I won't have to worry <laughs> about this.
1: <laughs> and I remember as a whole group of us 12, 13-year-old kids, we were like dead silent for most of the movie because we were so... In, like in it. it. And then afterwards, I just remember we were like, Oh God, we're going to get in trouble for watching this. (laughs) We're (laughs) going to get in trouble. But then it was like, I, 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 it was one of the films that started my obsession with sci-fi. Like the whole genre of sci-fi. This film was, yeah. One of the, one of the ones that did it for me. And then after that, I watched it many, many, many times on every alien movie I've seen. All of them I've seen. And I know there's a rumor that they're coming out with a new one that Ridley Scott is going to go back to doing Aliens. And this yeah. one's going to tie it all up as far as the um, <sighs> origin stories of Aliens. Because we we had talked about – what was the one? Prometheus. Lena? Prometheus. Because I had just watched that one. And that was kind of his return back to the Aliens franchise, I believe. So, I don't know. I just... I have very good memories of it. Like, it really sticks out in my head now as even an adult and watching it this week because it's been probably a good year or two since I've seen the film. Um, or no, it's been longer. Probably about four or five, I want to say. It was... It brought, like you, Brynn, it brought back really good memories. Like and good,
0: happy memories. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I watched it actually twice this week. Oh, yes. So the first time I watched it, I was like, I want to watch this stone because I've never been stoned and watched it. <gasps> oh, it was so good. Everything was it got better stone. Everything was just more intense. And I was like, I was I was like so invested in like yelling, leave the fucking cat, Ripley. Leave the fucking <laughs> cat to do the whole thing. That was Producer me. Rob,
0: how was that for you?
1: <laughs> you know, Rob's like, Rob got up and laughed. Rob (laughs) (laughs) laughed. And then I watched it today. And it's still like, I was watching it, which I should say while I was working. But there were times I literally, I know I was like seeing the movie so many times, but I would just stop. And watch because it just takes you in. Yes.
0: You like are looking and like so good. The, the parts that are silent are even like invoking yeah. more than when things are going on because it makes you stop and like pay attention and yeah. lean
2: in.
1: It does. Yeah, and yeah. it's all with the way it's directed, the cinematography, the acting, yep. the writing, the special effects. They built this whole world. And you get sucked it's, in from the minute the title credits start mm-hmm. to the very end. You are invested 100%. So holds up. Oh it my God. does. That was
2: the thing that's like right away I told the hubs. I was like. The visuals in this movie, I know how old this movie is. It holds up. It does. Obviously, all of the black screen, green print on the computer, I'm like, okay, we're back in the olden days.
1: Yeah. Um, But But then we, producer Robin Wert and I, were talking about that, and we're like, you gotta imagine 1979, they didn't know how technology was gonna be in 2000 and something. Plus, they didn't have the technology then. That's
2: the one weak part. Like, and all the rest of the visuals, like, as it's coming on to, um, you know, the spaceship, the alien spaceship and, you know, craft and the hive of eggs and all that stuff. Like, all of it, the alien glimpses, I just, it wasn't dated at all for me. I was just as scared. And when yeah.
0: Tom Skerritt is typing into the computer, like, I do that. All those, like, very personal, random things, like, what are my chances? Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I always do that. I am, like... Will I have a date tonight? I <laughs> I'm oh. always <laughs> scraping things into Google that are very specific to me, just looking for reassurance. And yes. I was like, that's human on a very human level. Yes. That has remained the
2: same. Very
1: so trendy.
2: I'm like, Come what on, should I eat for lunch, person. Google?
1: <laughs> what should <laughs> I eat for lunch? Yeah. Yeah. You know what we got to do? It's we are probably yeah. past the time, Everything but else. it's <laughs> nine. Name drop. <laughs> name drop. I, <gasps> you know, like, I, I spend <laughs> an hour with her every single day. I once
2: played a drinking game with Celine Dion. Liza. Manelli Cher? Laura Cher. Dern? I don't know her.
1: Who would you say is the most famous person in your film?
2: My good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story
1: of all time. I hate him, them. loathe her over them. Can cancel it, tell me everything. Alright, it's name drop our version of Six Degrees, so we're gonna pick an actor from this film and then an actor from our next film and see if we could do name drop, get them together. So from this film, last week we picked um, Sigourney Weaver. Uh-oh. I think we should pick Victoria Cartwright.
0: Okay, yeah, and then
1: in our next film, we have to pick Robin Williams. We have to, yes. So that's gonna be the name drop. All right, we're gonna we're gonna revisit this in a few minutes. See if any of us got it. I don't know if we will, but I want to get Jonesy's take on the film, even though she's chimed in a lot about the film because she was so excited (laughs) during this episode. So I want your first impression, (laughs) like going into it, you were already excited about seeing this film. So did it, first of all, did it live up to your expectations?
2: And more, because like I said, I thought I already knew what the movie was about. Yeah. And there, obviously I kind of did, but there were aspects like the robot.
1: The robot, (laughs) Ash. Fuck. (laughs)
2: Yep.
1: What did you? How did you feel when that part came into the film and you realized that Ash is actually a robot? And the company okay. that hired these junkers, I guess you could say, or, or truck drivers, space truck drivers, planted the alien, the robot there because they wanted to harvest the alien for weapons, is what? Well, right? Am I right, Bryn? Is that I,
2: yes? I, yes. When you I had already that. knew and guessed he was a plant. Yeah. I just didn't know he was an, an AI a- planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, like, because, you know, he had had a couple of moments where it was like, whose side are you playing on? And yeah. then, like, there was the moment where, you know, they were on the planet and talking he about going out. And he would, well, he was also real quick to be like, I'm volunteering, of course. And then he mm-hmm. had that little moment when he's in his suit and he's like, And it's like, you know, that's what you do at least in movies, if you're trying to be like, I'm practicing to be one of you, you know, kind
0: of Yeah,
1: thing.
2: Jonesy did like a real weird shimmy there. To show I almost
1: thought child. she was what smelling bird toast or what was going yeah. on
2: there. We okay, re- <laughs> watched those three seconds of film because yeah. he does do something quite similar when okay. he first gets into his face uniform, <laughs> <laughs> which he... Also, why is he wearing? He stays in the spaceship the whole time. Because he's but putting he on changes. a facade. Mm-hmm.
1: So everybody no, he wouldn't know he's like. changes into the
2: same outfit as the three who are going out onto the spaceship. And that's when he does his little like cha-cha-cha-cha <laughs> scene. And I thought he was going to yeah. go out with them. And then it's like, no, he's just sitting in a dome telling them what to do, to do and then yeah. losing contact. Did Whatever. you,
1: Jonesy, did you – how did you feel – Okay, first, I want to know your favorite parts of the movie. Like, what parts really stuck with you at okay, the end so of the film? Okay, so
2: first of all, I have to go back to the Ash thing.
1: The yeah. big yeah.
2: red flag to me was, why the F is he just drinking milk? What grown man just drinks milk casually? And then the next scene, he's bleeding milk, milk. out of his forehead. <laughs> milk, yeah. And so, that's when I was like, ah!
1: Is like, that I don't know what's
2: going on, but I yeah. knew a grown man drinking milk yeah. randomly is <laughs> very
1: <It's bad>.
2: weird. <laughs> like, what part scared cake. you?
1: What part yeah. scared you, Jonesy? Oh,
2: every jump scare, every jump got scare, got you. Yeah, every single jump scare that was written into it is even the one which was the equipment falling down. Yes, oh, oh, Yeah, oh, all yeah. oh, yeah. the equipment fell down. Uh, I was like, I still fell for it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah.
2: No, loved it. Loved it all. Favorite film, favorite moments from the film, too, were when they come into the den of eggs.
1: Because I
2: have seen some of the future films. Yeah. Yeah. Way in the future, like 20 years later. But, like, you know, a den of eggs is a big fucking deal. It's always a (laughs) no-no. Well, and that was the thing that, like, I'm yelling at the TV going, do they not know the most basic of things? Like, maybe let's not be like, it doesn't seem to open. Hmm." (laughs) Oh, doesn't uh, Oh, why doesn't it touch my face? It's like you know why. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's your fault. You did it to yourself. You, you know should. why?
0: You're victim blaming. <laughs> See, this shaming, is thing. blaming thing. I would liar. have walked
1: in and I would have looked around, and go nope, and walked right nope, back it. out. That's what I would exactly. have said Thank you. I'm like, peace like, out. No nope, thank you. Let's
2: note this on the space GPS. Yep. Uh, note come back with. Full, and I would have like, been like, we're all good, right? Gear. We're all good, yep. right? Like, yeah. When they're okay. like, if you
0: don't go, you forfeit your money, and I was like, who are we telling we didn't go
1: i know like it's all
0: it's only us (laughs) just say yeah we checked it out
1: so jonesy would this have been on the no-fly list for the parent for mama and and
2: papa jones it was rated r um one it was rated r
1: do you think they would like it if they watched it
2: oh yes so my family oddly enough loves sci-fi yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, like, gray in between where they're like, well, there's no God in space if it's an alternate universe, so we don't
1: have to think about it. <laughs> That's this. how they justify it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that
2: true? I don't know is if that's that what they think, but that was kind of the message I All perceived right. why sci-fi was okay. Yeah, in space, no <laughs> one can hear you scream and there is no God. So.
1: That, hey, that line's from the movie. No, in right? our
2: space, there is a God. But, you know, if we're talking like, you know, Star Wars space, like we don't know what gods
1: there right. are. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. God. But no,
2: this movie would not have flown. There's way too much gore. Um, that was a big no no.
1: The original cut of the film was way gorier, Gorier. yeah, than what was theatrically released. And the the director's cut is three hours and 12 minutes long, so they really trimmed it down.
0: It's negative on my horniness scale.
1: Oh, if you kept getting horny over this, I'd be like, Bryn, it's
0: it's negative.
2: There's no horniness. I I have a huge question what with this film, why, 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 why is it so wet Yes okay they're so my date sweaty. was like where is that water no, coming from No yeah, it's always like wet like rain it's like rain these things dripping the alien is always spewing yeah, water right. everyone is sweaty which okay that it's be, the, It's the like, no, 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 it's the movie thing No no
1: no it's the movie thing look at movies every time they're outside this ground is always wet yes. it's good this is, this for is film the face.
0: Better. This is it's good space. for film.
1: Same. Still good. This
0: but there is, is that space. scene where he's like putting his head up. They're like in the engine room or something. And there's all those it, like it's chains. raining on yeah. him. And it's like raining on him. And my date was like, where is that water coming from? And I was like, you yes. know chains steam. always have to be
2: wet.
1: Steam. You know, no. they got to keep they gotta keep
2: those chains wet.
0: Also, some it,
2: in the very, very <laughs> finale, the very yeah. end, literally right before the credits, the alien has is like, being killed oh, by the jet—that
1: is bullshit.
2: wet. <laughs> we have Why is yeah. this movie so wet? It's so wet because it's sexy. Like, they had to cut out no, the sex scene. They had to cut out the sex scene, so they made everything you know what wet. It felt like it felt like athlete's foot. It's way too wet. Okay. It's moist. So it's damp. It's ugly. It, it feels like a rainforest, but in space which makes no. no sense. There was
0: actually uh, an alien sex scene that they had to cut out and they yeah. put it in flash it's dance gone. later. So you know that scene in flash dance where <laughs> yeah. she pours the water on her? They actually That's did the it. the alien was That's doing alien. that. You and know what? At did least you know
1: did you know Sigorney water
2: source was?
1: Did you know Sigourney Weaver had an allergic reaction to the glycerin that they the sprayed on the sprayed on her to make her look wet and she oh. was terrified they were going to recast her because they thought it was an allergic reaction to the cat, but it turns out it wasn't. What? Wouldn't they recast? I don't know. That's what she, (laughs) I know. You're like, get rid of the cat. Like, why put it in there?
2: She was like, you know, she was popping like handfuls of Benadryl. (laughs) Please just let me keep this part.
1: (laughs) She's like, I have the name
0: drop if we want it.
1: Oh, yes. Let's go back to name drop. It was really Did you get it? I'm sure it was. I I probably could have done it if I thought about it.
0: Yeah. So, um, what what was her name? Um,
1: Victoria Cartwright. Victoria
0: Cartwright was in The Witches of Eastwick with Jack love. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in The Departed with Matt Damon. Matt Damon was Within in Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting, Hunting with Robin Williams.
1: There you go. Simple, easy peasy. Okay, simple. Yeah. yes um what was it i was gonna just bring something up that i ha- i totally okay. lost it and oh this is what i love about bren i during the week i texted the most random movies to see if she's <laughs> seen them so this is totally yeah. off topic really quick but i'm curious to know if jonesy's ever heard of the movie called the last american virgin if anybody out there remembers the last american virgin yeah. please last- put Which it in the, the comments
2: Okay, Please let last us know. Hold on,
1: Jonesy. Please put it in the comments or because I'm really curious because I had a conversation with one of my friends this week and they were like, what are you talking about? Like,
0: I love that movie. I do
1: too. And we were talking about crabs. And when I think about crabs, yes. <laughs> I think of the scene from The Last American Virgin where they soak in the pool. To drown the, drown the crabs. And he was like, what? <laughs> and so I text Brynn and go, do you remember this scene where they drown the crabs? She goes, absolutely. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. So you're
2: welcome for introducing you two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank
2: you. I feel like I'm gonna lose out on this friendship. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: Oh. <laughs> All right. Also, I we... haven't
2: seen the Witches of Eastwick. So oh,
1: can it's so add good. That? We'll, we'll do yeah, yeah, that That's so a great good. film. Yeah. I just watched it not too long ago, I that. and that's I forget how good I it is. I think
2: I've seen like random parts of it.
1: Yeah, you know well, they turned yeah, it into no, a musical if- that wasn't very good. Good. Yeah. but
0: if we watch that movie I will try and perm my hair do so it. I think we should wait like
1: Cher and then yes, they all get <laughs> and Susan Sarandon <laughs> yep. and they Michelle Pfeiffer they all, and Michelle Fiber, they all do Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer they all get the crazy let's curly hair I will do and do I'll it I'll do it with you okay. there you all go. go let's do it <laughs> alright you know what time <laughs> it's for Grace get me a shit dry martini wait oh. three measures of Gordon's one of vodka
0: half a measure of Kina Lily shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon let a
2: drink I like it no, that's great, right? Another! Grace, give me a stinger. Give me a stinger.
1: Yes, this is the part of the show where we are going to pair a cocktail and a little bit of nibblies to watch with this film. So I'm very curious to see what you two are going to pick. Who wants to go I first? I got mine. Go ahead, Jonesy. Okay,
2: yeah, go, Lenny. Okay, so because it always looks like at every table, even though they have other things, it's like those cafeteria style tubes of cereal. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was which thinking. I was like I was they called it. We have those in the future. Future. Yes. <laughs> this was a movie in the made in the past that was set in the future. This is something they were right about. They predicted. Um, so. <laughs> they predict
1: cereal holders at yes. a buffet. No. <laughs>
2: Quite, quite specifically, the clear canister tall yeah. cylinder type that you so, see yes. at
1: like a, a comfort inn in and the continental yes, of breakfast, exactly. yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. So, I'm gonna go, um, because this week made uh cinnamon toast crunch horrifying for me, and I will never eat yep. it again. I will have Lucky Charms cereal. Mm-hmm. And I guess with that drink, I'm gonna have to do like a Bailey's and coffee because also you need that coffee to come back to waking T- after. Yeah. But you want something that's milky and creamy because you got your cereal. So yeah, that's my space meal and drink of choice. <laughs> what when about I wake you, Bren? From the sleep ether. I
0: was also gonna pick cereal. I was gonna make Cheerios. I
1: was gonna do free- and far then, like, healthier. It's
0: good for your heart cheerios it looks like they had cheerios in one of them yeah so i would be curious and i like cheerios and like a white russian
1: because oh you stole my drink i was gonna say a white russian (laughs) (laughs) okay i want to do i want to do like a (laughs) A coconut martini or something like that that would be good with like blood sausage
0: yes that's good (laughs) because of
1: all the gore (laughs) yeah or like
0: caviar caviar there you go that's a little nicer
1: (laughs) all right let's oh let's do our grades see if we're gonna still what did we put for last week i think i gave this an a plus i think we both so
2: tony gave us an a plus and bryn gave this
1: an a i'm sticking with a plus it was great
2: I'm bumping up to A plus.
1: It was really good. I I, I forgot how much totally I enjoyed this, yeah. this movie. Yeah, I fully
2: give this an A plus. I put this in the passport. Yay! Yay. Uh, yes, even if obviously if you listen to this. We've ruined robots for you, but <laughs> if you stopped at spoiler alert and you're just tuning into the final end, <laughs> don't listen to the middle and yeah, go watch this. You haven't Listen to everything. the whole podcast.
1: Yeah. Listen to the whole thing. You. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, listen to the to whole the thing, podcast. period. <laughs> All right. So we're going to. Change things up next week with our next film. We're going to turn the tails on Brynn and I, and we're going to watch one of Jonesy's movies that she grew up in, grew up in, grew up with. This is going to be very interesting. So, Jonesy, let us know what we're going to be watching next week. I, I so don't know if I'm ready for we're this. We're
2: actually not doing a movie because um, Jonesy's mind kind of confused movies and brief episodic. Other things I was allowed to watch, so I'm introducing them to the Shelley Duvall Fairy Tale, spelled Faye Fairy Tale series, and we're starting with episode one, season one, "The Tale of the Frog Prince," starring Robin Williams. This is going to be scarier than Alien.
1: I think so too. If if I think on the screen right now, we have the poster up. It Forget looks. Your I don't. I saw some of the stills for this. I'm like, wow. Can we just drop acid and do watch it? Yeah, I mean, like it's just like
0: mushrooms.
1: It's gonna. I, mean, I don't know how I'm gonna react to this.
2: So this show will take you on a journey that no drugs. Tony are and I fall. guess what this will
0: entail. I'm saying bestiality.
1: I'm gonna say yeah, a little bit of that. Probably adults too old to play young kids. Yes, hundred um, percent. Some kind of love thing between two people. You're like, huh? What? No.
0: And then something about how bad, hair. Things,
1: bad hair. Bad hair. And there has to be about bad hair.
0: how how owning your sexuality is bad or wrong.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. With that.
0: and women can't be on their own.
1: No, and I have a feeling we're gonna really get a good glimpse on of Shelly Devall and and what kind of makes her tick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What happens She really pivoted post Stanley Kubrick, C- <laughs> yeah. after
1: The Shining, <laughs> <He> <laughs> went thing. a different
2: direction. Yeah, yeah. He did, and it's called Fairy Tale Theater, and it's beautiful and it's lovely and all. I loved her in Popeye. Say amen. I loved her in Popeye. She was the best. I know
1: she, all was all all she was the best. All great
2: Popeyes.
1: Which also had Robin Williams as Popeye. Oh, wow. look at that. like, that's
0: probably how she. That's how she convinced him. She was like, "Hey, I've got this great project going on," and he was like, I'm I'm "Okay, you got to sure be
2: a prince." How, that's how she convinced everyone to show up in the fairy tale theater series. <laughs>
0: Terry and Gar is in this.
1: I know Terry Gar. I, love I have Terry been told
0: Gar. in my life that I look like Terry Gar, and I, I oh,
1: I could see that
2: compliment. <laughs> That is
1: a good Um, comedy. That is a good comedy. Yeah, I love that. I have been
2: told at times I'm
1: a Terry Gar. Adjacent? (laughs) (laughs) Terry Gar adjacent?
2: (laughs) No, like that kind of like ish of
1: comedy. Rolling the hay? Okay. There you go. Have you seen Young
2: Frankenstein? I have, yes. Good. 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 I was in a play Good. where I got to make out with producer Rob, and it was a requirement to watch Young Frankenstein. Oh, was we that incorruptible? producer Rob's eyebrows right now. Was that, incorruptible? That was, incorruptible. Producer Rob. that was incorruptible? that
1: was an interesting show. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But that is it this week. We hey. covered Alien. It was a great film. Go out and watch it. Let us know what you think what? about it. Come back next week while we get the tables turned and Brynn and I have to watch some shit ass fairy tale. <laughs> Who knows what is it. gonna it's happen? Real weird. But it'll be hilarious if anything. It'll be great. Yes, you can find a podcast anywhere you get podcasts: Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and give us a five star rating and a review. It'll help it out help us out a lot. Leave a comment below on the video. Let us know what you thought of Alien if you did watch it. Um, and also, any movie recommendations you want us yes, to review, please. totally open for it. You can email us at Filmspringa Podcast at Gmail, follow us on Instagram. It is Filmspringa on Instagram and Facebook, I believe. Yes. And that is it for us. And we will see everybody next week when we dive into Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater, The Frog Prince. <laughs> Sorry, the meantime, Robert Williams. The <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next week.